All right, welcome to another awesome episode of Errol Helps Entrepreneurs Increase Visibility, Credibility, and Profitability. Uh, today, we have a special guest. We have an award-winning business coach, an international award-winning author and speaker that's endorsed by Les Brown, who shared stage with many of the great speakers, contemporary speakers uh, and authors, and really just want to introduce uh, our special guest here today, Robert J. Moore. I uh, would like to uh, maybe do a better job of introducing yourself, uh, Robert, and share with everybody uh, more about yourself. Yeah, no worries there. Um, it's great to be on the show. I appreciate that. Um, thank you very much. Yeah, I'm an internationally uh, international speaker, internationally award-winning author. Um, my next goal is to go up to a New York best-selling author. I have that's, been on that's stage. Great. With, I have been on stage with some of the the world class leaders, but I've also been asked to speak at TEDx as well. Yeah, that's outstanding. When is the the TEDx is uh, is coming up? Uh, there's uh, here. Three, when... There's three different ones that I've been asked to speak on. Now we're just got to finalize the actual dates. Um, I believe one is November 22nd. I believe. Got it. Kind of got it. Well, great. Well, we're really excited to have you, you know, here on this podcast and essentially, you know, with the, you know, the group that we have here primarily focused on uh, entrepreneurship and these key areas of visibility, credibility and profitability. And I think with your story and your background and what you do, you know, obviously we can speak a, a lot to that. Um, yeah. you, know, you have a real interesting story of essentially how, you know, from your, your journey really to be on stage, to, you know, to be writing books uh, and essentially for what you're doing now, can you share with us a little bit of, of that story? What I'm doing now? Yes. Sure. That's no problem at all. Well, what I'm doing now is uh, I, I help other entrepreneurs reach a new level. Um, it doesn't matter if they're just learning how to speak on stage. It doesn't matter if they're just becoming an author. A lot of entrepreneurs aren't authors. Um, that's part of credibility is having a book behind you because it allows you to have credibility, allows you to bring your business to a new level due to the fact of a lot of people get to hear more about you, especially if you're online. Um, if you're social media, it don't matter which one it is. If you happen to have that in their book, mentioning that you're on social media and if someone actually likes your book that happens to be in uh, Italy or something, um, they might just look on there and say, hey, listen, I read your book. So now you got, you know, organic relationships started there. So, I mean, that's a very powerful thing. And plus, not only that, it speaks for you. And you don't have to do the speaking because you already done it once. It's like me being a speaker. I can go to London, England, where I just was speaking. Um, or I can go to Paris, France or Canada or, or wherever I want to go. And I can speak once there, once in Paris, once here and there. Or I could just leave my book out there and they just have to read it and get the same message. The interaction, yeah, with, the, the interaction with the person, though, is, is much better, they always say, though. Yeah, well, I, I guess it would really take, so if you take a look at sort of speaking or writing, those would be certain types of, of assets that you have. Maybe like, and if it's online, for example, digital assets or just something yeah. that kind of speaks to your own credibility, but ultimately you have those relationships that you've, you've got to be forming that uh, essentially may direct people there uh, or they give you the opportunity to be able to speak or to be able to get in front of other networks of people uh, ultimately to, to, to grow and, and continue to brand yourself. 
Now, I want to give you guys a little example of something. When we have a habit, okay, I say we as in everybody out there, we have a habit of doing this misbelief thing. And that misbelief thing is what I mean is, oh, yeah, I'll become an author, I'll become rich. That doesn't mean you're going to be rich. Uh, so you can have the best story in the world, but if you don't have the right essentials and the right marketing, you're not going to make any money at all. You know, so what I do is personally, I've already wrote six books. Uh, <clears throat> going on my seventh right now. My seventh book happens to be part of a series. I'm doing a series with which is volume one, two, three, four, five, and it's called Magnetic Entrepreneur, a personality that attracts. What happens with that is I'm bringing 15 other authors. Now, some of them already, already are authors. Some of them are just starting off to be an author. They never wrote anything before in their life, but they have a good business and they have a good story to tell. So I get them to talk about the troubles and the turbulations they went through to basically be where they're at today and talk about the authenticity of where they're at today and then basically how people can get a hold of them. Because if someone likes their what they read, they can get a hold of them through that book. So now with 15 other people in there, this book happens to go internationally bestseller. I've already am international bestseller. And I always put someone that's a celebrity as a forward. You know, I always have celebrities lined up to do forwards for me. So now this whole book gets moved up to a whole new level and everybody in the book gets a title. Yeah, what I what I like about that, what it, what I'm thinking about here is is how that really relates to the importance of your network and essentially the whole process of networking, producing pieces of value, mm -hmm. uh, and ultimately ultimately trying to grow. So what's interesting when I think of networking and connecting, which you know, big focus for me is LinkedIn and really trying to grow organically through LinkedIn, which is all connection based with entrepreneurs. So the biggest thing you do, I think, when you connect with somebody essentially is find out about their story. Yeah. You find out about why they're doing what they do. You find out about, you know, how they became passionate about it. You know, from there, you're going to find their authentic story, what's compelling about them. And during that time, you develop something of, of interest in what they do. And then you're trying to figure out, I guess, from there, essentially, you know, what is it they do for, for business or what is it that they do? What can you help them with? Um, but essentially, uh, from there, if you're doing this, say, with a book uh, or if you're doing this in other, I guess, situations where you're uh, kind of more in the, in the public eye, it's kind of an interesting way to, um, I guess, to do that type of uh, networking, that deep dive on a larger sort of scale. Uh, and ultimately, I think then to be able to connect people to, you know, other resources, uh, essentially, that you can interact with. Yeah. Well, see, I also uh, on the side. I don't just do the books. I actually uh, coach people too. Um, I coach some of the most powerful people out there in their own businesses and their own field that, and CEOs and everything else. But I've also, the way I'm doing it right now is my program is called how to share your authentic story to positively affect others. So you get to learn how to deal with the emotional side of things. When you go on stage, some people have anxiety, some people have fear to get up there so i walk them through that in in such a beautiful way that they don't have to worry about that i also walk them through how to really tell their story there's so many different ways to tell their story that not a lot of people really understand that they don't understand what you say okay you need a pit 
All right, what is a pit? So I walk them through what everything is. You know, I, I make sure they have a clear understanding what I'm talking about, to, and I walk them through the calling, the searching, the breakthrough of their story. And then within, like I, I have a live event coming up next month on November 10th, and I'm going to get five people from uh, in the audience and get them up on stage. Within an hour, all five of those people are going to learn how to tell their story just the way I'm going to do it. Okay. But the thing is, I'm not going to walk through the emotional the physiology part of it. I'm not going to walk through how to do the soft sale, hard sale or anything like that, or the body language, because we don't have time. I'll leave that for the coaching. I just want them to learn that they actually got the story. And now what, what do you think in terms of for uh, going to speak, say uh, on stage, you know, one, I guess the, the, some of the main reasons that somebody that is, uh, you know, focused on trying to grow entrepreneurially, you know, what would be the big draw to trying to speak on stage and, and why would, you know, so many people have so many challenges in, in trying to step up on stage and really share something that, you know, is of value to the people that uh, they're speaking to. Well, for one thing, I mean, I, I remember being there myself and, and I was nervous as heck when I was getting up on there. I felt the anxiety coming in and then, um, at that time, I was, I was being coached by uh, operations manager, Thick and Grow Rich. So he, mm -hmm. he told me, he says, listen, he says, Robert, he said, first of all, this is not about you. You already know your story. What are you nervous about? So then he introduced me to the five-second rule by Mel Robbins. That was a beautiful book because she coined the situation where she was just too lazy to get out of bed. And the first thing she would reach for is her phone. So she wanted to get out of bed and keep moving forward. She, she ended up drinking a little too much at times. So then she, she taught her, everybody through the book, okay, we can count conditionally to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And that means nothing to us because we're so useful. We're conditioned to do so. Now, here's what you need to do. Five, four, three, two, one, get up and go. So when she was in bed, she says, okay, five, four, three, two, one, I'm going. And she'd get up and move. You have to move though, because you're changing the frontal cortex. So your actual brain is confused because it's not going with what it's used to. And that's what I did with this. So I, I did with this to get up on stage because if you look at anxiety and happiness, have the exact same feeling. So getting on stage, five, four, three, two, one, I'm happy. Okay. Now that was a good part because now I'm standing there in front of people. And I'm not feeling anxiety. But then I was stuck with, okay, what do I say? What do I say? What do I say? Well, the thing is, it's, it's very easy to say because you already know your story. You just have to fine tune your story and figure out what the call is, what the pit is, what the search is, what the breakthrough is in order to tell a proper story. When you learn that, you'll be able to actually identify a story in two hours, 30 seconds, 40 seconds, 50 seconds, or whatever. You can tell your whole story in different, in different periods. Got it. Okay. So that, that's interesting. So ultimately just kind of focusing on essentially the uh, personal story to make it, uh, make it compelling essentially for whatever the, uh, the audience is. Mm -hmm. So basically here's what I do is when I get up there, you have to have a good opening and a good ending, but you have to have vulnerability in the middle. All right. That's your, that's your pit, your search when like, for instance, you know, my calling and that, and I'll sit there and talk about the pit. And I'll talk about the search. What I mean by that is I'll get up there and talk about, okay, I was 12 years old and I remember my dad coming in. Now there's a, a call right there. I was 12 years old. It's not, you know, when I was growing up and all this other stuff that's mixed over, you're getting directly to the point. You know, I was 12 years old and finally my dad come in 
and wanted to talk to me, talk to me and my brother about things. When he talked to us like that, that's your pit, the pit right there when you're, you're going down. Then I find out it wasn't my real mother. It was my stepmom the whole time. So then all this time I thought, okay, well, you know, relationships were going to be the one to help save me. So I went into another relationship. That was the mother of my two children, and she ended up dying giving birth. So then I said to myself, you know, hey, listen, you know what? Something's happening here. Relationship is not working. So then I had to do the search. I did do a search. So I went to school, got some education. I went out and I got, uh, went out to speaking engagements. Nothing was really working at that time until I literally had a breakthrough. Once I had a breakthrough, it was like, oh, wow, now I got to accept this. And once you start accepting it, it actually became a very nice breakthrough. And look at me now. Now I share a stage with some of the top people in the world. Well, very good, very good. Yeah, it makes me think a lot about the uh, the importance of, uh, in this case, really telling a story in context of a lot of different aspects of business and sales. And so ultimately, you know, telling is is not uh, it's it's not selling. And there's a, a story that needs to go through. Uh, really, all these interactions as you're as you're interacting with other people, whether you're on stage or or in person, um, you know, more so the the story that you're telling and how you're presenting it has a lot to do with the amount of success you're going to have uh, with the the number of people that you're in front of, the number of people you're interacting with. Yeah. Um, something that you said in conversation that we had earlier, uh, which I think really relates here, is the the concept of uh, branding versus bragging. It's huge. And you could. That, that that is that is can you t maybe talk a little more on on that and sort of what your well, thoughts are on how that a relates perfect, a perfect example is um you were watching yourself you were watching a, a, a show when i was actually being interviewed and, and i was interviewing the other guy it was kind of reverse kind of thing mm -hmm. and he was talking about me being on stage he was talking how well i was doing and he was also talking about bob proctor telling him because they are best buddies that um he didn't want to get on stage after me because he don't like to get on stage after people have done really well. And this person happened to be was Raymond Aaron. He's a New York bestselling author. He's really branded. He teaches number one in branding in the world. And he's taught me so much about the branding aspect that, you know, when someone's talking about you, all right, that is, that is branding. So someone said that they gave me a huge compliment telling me that how well I did on stage. And this is a guy that's way up there number one in the world. Les mm -hmm. Brown says, you know what? No problem. He says, I would love to endorse you. I'd also send you across, send me your promo. That is branding me. What is bragging is me talking about me and sitting there saying, hey, I did this. Hey, I did this. Hey, I did that. Well, that's only bragging. There's no tangibility to that. There's no credibility. You want the credibility and the tangibility to all be there. Let someone else tell the story for you. Yeah, I hear a lot of talk on online, uh, for example, on, on LinkedIn, for example, about social proof. And as you're interacting with people, you know, you, you've got to have social proof uh, of other people, essentially, that are endorsing you in different ways or who are saying, you know, that you, you are capable or that you've done a really good job. And that's brand new that's mm -hmm. branding by association. Now, what that is, is like me taking a picture with yourself or taking Les Brown or Bob Proctor. That's just association, taking a picture. That just shows tangibility. Hey, listen, I was just with them. Now, mm -hmm. a lot of people could actually say, this person said this, this person said that, though. 
that's where I think things get confused because anybody could say anything. Oh, look, I just took a picture with this guy, Bob Proctor, and he's going to endorse me now. Okay, well, what does Bob Proctor say about that? That's the difference. So if you get it on video, it's going to be hardcore because then they can't say they never said it. Got it, got it. Well, all right. Well, I guess so from here, uh, looking looking at sort of maybe rounding this out, any anything that you would say to say an entrepreneur that is is trying to expand and trying to grow sort of maybe some key steps that they may take to uh, really try to overall grow and increase their brand? What 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 might be some some key steps that you would recommend that they look at uh, look at implementing within their life? I would, I would definitely say a couple things is first to start off with, know your why. You need to know your why. You need to know why you're doing this, why you're getting up in the morning, why you're making the money, why you're going out there and making these long hours or short hours or whatever you do. Um, why are you doing what you do? Me, my why is my family, the people in my house, the people I'm raising, my children, my wife. That's my why. I want to make sure I work extra hard so they don't have to suffer not like I did in the past. Okay, so then look at the how, forget the how everybody. If you want how, you put some extra money on the table, you hire that coach that's higher than you, that knows better, and you start learning. Because I'll tell you right now, Hmm. you cannot be the smartest person in the room. If you're the smartest person in the room, then you're doing something wrong. All right, you're not gonna, you can't enhance. Any entrepreneur that I've known has been very successful, reads a lot of books. They listen to a lot of audiobooks. They always get the knowledge from somewhere. All right. So when I hired um, all these famous people to actually help me out and build me the person I am today, I didn't do that to have bragging rights. I did that because I wanted the knowledge to help others and empower others to let them know that, hey, you know what? I finally got what I need and I'm happy with it. So I'm a teacher. I classify myself as a teacher now. I get to teach what I need to what I've learned and I've also went through a lot of education trying to do that, trying to find it, see if that was the way that didn't go that way. And I don't even need credentials for what I'm doing, but I'm glad I went through and got them because they taught me a lot more and how to see, I can go in a room. If I get up on stage, I don't bring a piece of paper with me. I don't study what I'm going to talk about. I go in a room. I'm usually an hour or two earlier and I study the room. I study how they shake hands, how they talk, how, how they actually stand, their body language tells me everything. And if they come up, shake my hand, say, hey, how are you? I want to see how firm that grip is. I want to see how they feel about themselves, their low self-esteem or anything. I want to see how they're talking. What, And I know exactly at the end what to talk about. I just relate their stories into me, how I felt, and bring it out. So I put the vulnerability in there. They get to feel it. They know the impact of it. And then I make sure that they're okay before I leave the room. So I bring them back with a good ending. That's usually a solution anyways. Now that's definitely one way of looking at it. Another way you could do is you can actually learn how to tell your story authentically. Um, If you learn how to tell your story authentically um, to enhance yourself, you have no problems. You just gotta learn how to do it right. Because a a book is how you, when you put something together in a book, it's like doing a journal. You're putting the truth on paper. Now you have to take the ownership to that. So if I put on there, um, I'm endorsed by Les Brown, and I really wasn't, I'm going to have to take the fall for that later. And that wouldn't be very nice. 
So I have to take authentic emotions, everything I do, everything that's going on in my life. You know, in these forwards I have, I mean, I even have Les Brown CEO right, when, right now as a forward. I also have um, Radic Bo. He's the, uh, the two-time world time champion, boxing champion. He's already wrote one for me. Like, these are the people that I'm engaged with that are doing things to help me out, to brand me up. And that's why I'm bringing all these other people that can't write a book. Some of them are too busy to write a book. So I get them to write a chapter in my book. There's a small fee to do it. Once they're in that book, they get that label later on with it. So within a couple months, the book is done. And they end up being called uh, internationally best-selling author, if not New York best-selling author. Well, I, what I like about what you said and what I think is was real, real deep was this concept of uh, really paying for uh, a mentor, right? Or essentially, you know, not trying to think that you're the smartest person in, in the uh, in the room. And in this case, surrounding yourself with other people that essentially are doing better than you. I, I do think that it's, it's true that essentially, you know, somebody that's doing a lot better than you, you have to bring a lot to the table to really have them associate with you. And either that's, you know, you're providing, you know, some, something significant. It may be that you're having to, you know, directly pay for their time. Uh, but it also might be that as you develop other resources, you can provide those types of connections or resources that are of value to that person. And essentially, if they take, I guess, interest in what you're doing, you know, there's multiple ways to, you know, to work to have them, you know, be there to support you and to try to try to build you back, build you up. But I, I really true. think there's, but there's something one key to signif that, significant to that. There's really one key to that. Mm -hmm. If you're going to look at someone to mentor you, um, you want someone that's actually going to be not afraid to tell you the truth. And you want someone that mm -hmm. is going to relate to what you're doing, basically. So say, hypothetically, I started off with Tony Robbins because I was in, I do behavioral therapy in that, right? So I, I started, mm -hmm. started off with him. Now I've got a whiteboard. On the whiteboard, I put in circle, me. And then I put Tony on another circle on the other side. And then I just put like, like uh, it was lightning rays going around it. And every little lightning ray I put down there, I put down what he was about, who he's serving, how's he serving them. And then I put down, uh, it's called mind mapping. So you want to mind map me if it'll, how I relate to Tony and what I like about him and how I want to build my business. But I don't want to build it identical to him because I want to build me. Because everybody's different. Everybody's got different characteristics. So you want to build yourself, but you want to use this mind map tool to actually see how they are so you can actually get nuggets. See, I've studied 40 of the top achievers in the world to be where I'm at today. And I've shared stage with a good portion of them. Yeah, I think that's, I think there's something real deep to get into there that we probably won't have time so much here, but I, this whole concept of there's something so much more about building, you know, looking at the five people around you yeah. And they really, sh they really should be people that are ahead of you in multiple ways. And, uh, but people that are invested in really trying to push you and pull you. And, uh, but there's a unique way to go about developing that. And most people, they probably don't even have, you know, they don't have one or two people around them that are, that are doing that or facilitating that. Well, the old cliche is, you know, you show me five of your best friends and I'll show you your future. Because what those five people you're doing, you're mimicking. Mm. 
Well, wow, Robert, I do think, uh, we, you know, we could probably talk more, but I think actually that gets to maybe a meat of something that, uh, you know, a value, I think, ultimately with this, uh, this time that you've shared with us. Mm-hmm. And so thinking about as an entrepreneur to try to really, you know, grow and move forward, if we're thinking of visibility, credibility and profitability, um, you know, I think that we really got into quite a lot here. Uh, that uh, it seems like almost sort of the next sort of steps for somebody is looking to grow is to surround themselves really with some more successful people, um, you know, become more visible, develop credibility, uh, you know, really by putting out different types of uh, content uh, and then surrounding yourself with people that will really kind of push you to, uh, to, well, I guess that's what I did when I hired my coaches. I mean, I mean, look, it was Eric Thomas, the hip hop preacher. That's how we met yourself yep. and I. I mean, and it was also a Ted McGrath, right? And he's a tough cookie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, it was Les Brown. Um, and you know what? It was uh, operations manager, uh, Thick and Grow Rich. And they, they were not an easy bunch because they've already made it. They can easily tell person off, right? They don't have anything to lose by telling you off now. So, I mean, when mm. you hire these people, it's not just about the money. It's about the getting over the resistance that is blocking you from gaining, you know, whatever you need to gain in your life. If it's prosperity money, the difference is with money. People keep saying, oh, I want to make I want to make so much money. I can do this. I have freedom. Well, freedom, financial freedom is not what you think it is. Financial freedom is when you pay your bills and you're still broke. And that means your freedom of all that stuff. You want you want abundance. The abundance is what is coming in. When you got when you got six or seven different ways money comes in, come on, residual income's the way to go. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, actually, you've got me thinking quite a bit here. I'm sure uh, <laughs> other people, you know, will be as well. It's I guess so. This whole thought too for entrepreneurs thinking. If we if we're thinking of I think entrepreneurs and just business in general, one of the challenges a lot of people find is that they're married to their business. And the challenge that I think a lot of entrepreneurs or business owners run into is that they haven't systemized the businesses enough to scale them. They get so married to how they're doing their processes, maybe that or how they're managing the specific business. They don't want to relinquish control or they have just different things where they haven't systemized things to the point where they can scale it. And maybe they get so focused on thinking that the way they think to do it is the I right way. When... I get a kick out of that because I used to be that person. But you know what? Now I do. Yeah, I do a lot of books. I'll tell you right now. I do a lot of forwards, do a lot of books for people. The forwards I'll do personally mm-hmm. myself. Now, when someone wants to co-author a book with me, I basically, as you know, I mean, you're, you, you actually co-authored a book with me. One of the people, one of the 15, I just basically have an editor do it all. I just send them off to her and I do nothing. I just have to keep going with what I'm doing best. So I'm getting up on stages. I'm still working. I'm still doing the books. I'm still getting the residual income from that. And I'm still still bringing people up. So I'm doing my job there. But I hired some other people that are knowledgeable in that field where I don't have to worry about it. So if you want to do four or five different things, you make sure you can back it up with other people and you can still keep the top-notch things that you're doing and move forward with it. You have to have a manager. A manager is what gets me on all these places, right? The manager does wonders, gets me out on, on these events. They're the one to talk to people. I just have to go, right? The book. I talk to a lot of people about the books, personally myself, because if I don't feel that they're 
credible to be in the book or if their story is authentic enough for my knowledge or for what I want in the book, my, you know, then I won't let them in the book. You know, I, I don't want an average book. I want something that's going to stand out with different stories, powerful stories of entrepreneurs going through living hell to be where they are now. And I want them, I, I want them also to have something that's going to, you know, be very powerful and useful to other people. Very nice. Yeah, this is very much, I see this in a, a, a very uh, in-depth, uh, very in-depth, uh, I guess, implemented uh, network on a very big scale. It's uh, very interesting. So, but, um, yeah, like, but I would say this, I think that we, we you, can, sorry, Robert? you can connect with a lot of different people in this, in this field. Um, how far you want to grow is up to you. Um, I've even I've even had the opportunity to talk to the real Brad Lee with uh, Lightspeed and his brother Jeff. Um, talk to the Ziegler family. I mean, like seriously, I would never have dreamt of these people being in my life. But at the same time, I'm drawing the law of attraction. I'm putting it out there in my heart, body, and soul, and it's coming to me. Yeah, that's what I just feel in terms of for networking. That that's there's there's so much to be had for uh as an entrepreneur thinking of just connecting with other people uh and in this case networking up increasing your brand like you mentioned trying to find new new avenues to focus on but making sure you do those right but also investing in people um it could be money it could be time investing in other people essentially to bring them up but also investing in other people that you can partner with and collaborate with and not getting stuck within the particular system that you have uh, and always looking to try to, tr to try to grow it. So you've got to be constantly looking at trying to connect with new people, finding ways to better scale what you're doing, looking at how you can brand up, how you can bring value to those above you, being willing to kind of take on a bigger vision and work towards something on a bigger, bigger scale. Uh, and then also giving things to other people around you to lift them up, give them opportunity and present new new ways for them to present themselves and build value for other people and ultimately thinking way outside of yourself. You know, it never hurts. And uh, hurts I kind of think that's at the heart of... It never hurts to actually overgive. Uh, the people that co-author with me, I mean, I, I literally overgive um, for what their value is they're paying for because I want them to feel special. I want them to feel like, well, they're doing the right thing. I don't want them to th feel for a minute that they're not doing the right thing. And I don't promise something that I'm not going to come out and, and achieve. When I say it's going to be uh, internationally best-selling author, that's exactly what all those books are going. I got volume one, two, and three, four, five. I've only done number one, and that's coming out November 3rd. And you actually have a chapter in there yourself. Um, so you will, by Christmas time, be an international best-selling author. And if I do the uh, cards right, it's gonna if be... I can do the cards right, I'm going to try my best by the time the five is done to get that whole volume there's 75 authors there co-authors i'll be working with 75 and i'm going to bring all those 75 together and they're all going to be on the same thing on facebook and they're all going to interact with each other and guess what now you got 75 people pushing the books out there so how's it not going to go new york best-selling author when i become new york best-selling author everybody co-wrote the book co-wrote the book with me becomes that new york best-selling author too so I'm bringing people yeah, to a whole a, new level. 
Yeah, I think that's a, that's a phenomenal idea for uh, ultimately building out really a very solid uh, branded network and building a lot of value. Um, and it's an, it's an interesting idea about how to collaborate on a bigger scale and get tied into a larger network, how to you know, brand yourself up by being associated and ultimately contributing and sharing your story. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's almost a, a very uh, elite sort of network on a, on a worldwide scale. Uh, very, very interesting. For anybody that is uh, listening here, so say that they, they want to connect with you, Robert, if they want to find out more about the Magnetic Entrepreneur, uh, ways to participate you know, in that as a co-author, if they want to find out more about speaking that you're doing, um, what I guess what would be the best way for somebody to connect with you? Well, you can actually connect with me on uh, Facebook, Robert J. Moore, or LinkedIn, Robert J. Moore, um, or you can actually go on my website, uh, robertmoreinspires.com. Um, or you can look on Facebook, Robert Moore Inspires, too. Great, great, great. All right. Well, at this and this, uh, I guess, to round things out, anything else that you'd like to sort of end, end with or you'd like to share or anything you'd like to ask or call to action or anything for our listeners? You know, I just want to say, you know what, you guys deserve the best. Stop sitting there trying to struggle with what you're doing and hire that person that's going to get you to where you need to be. Yeah, you may not have the money now. But if you don't have the money now, you're never going to have the money. There's an old cliche. If you don't find the money to put out the money to invest in yourself, you're never going to get ahead. So try and find that money to invest in yourself. Find that one person that's going to help you brand you up, bring you to that level. If it's me, so be it. Then come to me. Talk to me. See if you fit my niche. If you do, then you and I will work together. I only take so many people to one cohort at a time. So that's one cohort to me is two months. I do a two-month cohort, and uh, I take 10 people on at once, and I, I train them, and after that, I'll do another cohort, another one, so uh, I co-write books either individually or I do it as a, as a group with a magnetic entrepreneur, so if you want to get a hold of me and do that, you may, but the thing is, if you want to write your own book, you got to remember one thing. You put everything out there that's tangible, incredible, out there, put your heart, body, and soul into doing whatever you're doing. Do you want it bad enough? Those obstacles will disappear and you will achieve that goal. I wanted five years ago to be on stage with Les Brown, Bob Proctor, Raymond Aaron, Eric Thomas. And you know what? I just worked my butt off and just somehow I had that opportunity. It just fell in my lap. I wasn't going to say no after I dreamt about doing it. Now that I've done it, I didn't do it once. So I did it a couple of times with Bob Proctor, Raymond Aaron, um, Les Brown. And then I had Les Brown coach me. How, how, how amazing is that? You know, to sit there face to face with a guy that's top in the world and you're sitting with him. You know, it, it, you can achieve anything you want. Just remember you are well and worthy and you deserve it. You deserve it. Don't matter where you are in life right now. You deserve to be 10 times better. Absolutely. Well, that's a, that's a great way to, uh, to end our, uh, our time here. And uh, that, that's absolutely right. Well, Robert, thank you so much for your, your time, for sharing your thoughts and, uh, and for you know, sharing this time with us. We definitely appreciate it. I think we got a lot of value and uh, look forward to continue to connect with you. And uh, yeah, international bestsellers. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> go even deeper, Matt. I, my goal is, like I said, my goal is uh, New York. You know, that's my biggest goal right there. And I, I'm feeling it, too. I'm feeling it, too. So. Um, I got all these people, the right people doing the right forwards in the book. Um, 
how many people can actually say they got Ryder Bow doing one? How many people could say they got Raymond Aaron or Les Brown's uh, CEO or, uh, you know, Bob Proctor? How many people can actually say that? But then I have them in the collaboration of all the different books. So I'm putting the five different books. So they're all in one series. That's a rarity. That's a big time rarity. Absolutely. And you know what? I'm just grateful to my higher power, God himself, to, uh, to allow me to have this experience. And then able to teach other people as I go. Absolutely, Robert. All right. Well, thank thank you so much. Have a have a great day, and we'll uh, yeah we'll continue to connect, and yeah we'll wish each other best of luck with everything that we're doing. All right. Thanks very much, and cheers. Absolutely, Robert. All right. Take care.